Welcome, everybody, to Laying the Points with Farley Betts. It is Wednesday, August 17th. This is a solo pod. Going to talk about a few interesting things in the betting world and in the NFL world. We're going to have some NFL preseason thoughts, uh, things that we should probably just forget and not worry that much about, which are most things. And then maybe some things we could take something from. But there's not that much because it's the NFL preseason and it's week one. So there's a little teaser for what the hell I'm going to say. Uh, secondly, we're going to have some QB profiles and go over how I categorize quarterbacks in the NFL, why that's important to me in betting. And we're going to wrap this all up in a tight 30 minutes. Quick business. Of course, you probably already know this, but you can go to betrivers.com and sign up for a 100% up to $250 Sign up bonus by putting in Farley odds. Of course, terms, conditions, and location applies. And please follow us at the Odds Breakers. Follow this podcast, laying the points. You can subscribe. You can follow us. You can like. Follow me at Farley Bets across all social media as well, especially with my new work at the Thirty Third Team and everything I do here at the Odds Breakers. Okay, let's get to it, shall we? NFL preseason narratives. So if I look at my phone, Monday, this is what I saw. Trey Lance, perfect passer rating. My God, Trey Lance is the next big thing, isn't he? Trey Lance, perfect passer rating in his first preseason game. Damian Pierce looked really good as a running back. Really impressive performance for the Houston Texans. Another social media update or post that I saw right away. Marcus Mariota, 92.2 passer rating according to Pro Football Focus. Whoa, Marcus! Gonna have a big year, brother. Christian McCaffrey does it all. Shown blocking in practice. Wow. Christian McCaffrey gonna have a big year. Probably not gonna get injured, right? Carolina Panthers, maybe they're better than we think, right? Uh, Tua the latest to be put on front street for throwing three interceptions in practice. Tua's going to suck. The Miami offense, the Miami Dolphins offense is going to suck. Sam Howell, the commander's quarterback. Brand new. Impresses in his debut for the Washington commanders. Wow. (laughs) George Pickens, right? Pittsburgh Steelers. Pickens looking crisp. Nice push off the line there. Wow. I just saw today Darnold Dimes. Sam Darnold shown throwing a beautiful pass in the end zone in practice. Okay, let's go back and just break down some of these, okay? You know, these are a dime a dozen. I mean, they're everywhere, right, on social media. You go to anything NFL, anything ESPN, Pro Football Focus, Bleacher Report, Barstool, you name it, all the major media conglomerates out there for sports, and you're going to see a lot of stuff like this, which essentially is propaganda. We've said this before on the show, but what's of most interest to the NFL? Making money, and they're really good at it. So they want you to believe that Sam Darnold, George Pickens, Sam Howell, Maybe not Tua, an example I gave. Christian McCaffrey, Marcus Mariota, Damian Pierce, Trey Lance. Whoa, up-and-coming stars. Fans, get excited. Wow. 
All right, let's break these down. Trey Lance, perfect passer rating. Hmm. Well, he 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 missed a wide open ball on one. He had a good deep ball on another, but sorry, that's probably a pass that most of us could make because that guy was wide open. And he looked pretty good. Trey Lance looked pretty good. Perfect passer rating against backups. Let's not be that impressed. You know what I see in Trey Lance? I see a lot of natural talent. I see a humble kid. Everybody likes this kid. Everybody talks highly of his attributes physically, mentally. I'm not sure, and this is an overused term these days for sure, but I'm not sure if Trey Lance has that dog. Like, does he have that dog in him? That edge? You're going to trust in Trey Lance to take your team down the field when the San Francisco 49ers are down five points with two and a half minutes left in the game? He's going to make the right throws? I don't know, guys. You're going to hear a lot of stuff about Trey Lance leading up to the NFL season, right? San 49ers got rid of Jimmy G. And for what it's worth, Kyle Shanahan, there's a lot of talent on that offense. There always is. They know how to hire, and they know how to create an offense. I am not confident that Trey Lance is the man, and neither should you be until you see him in those big game situations and him making big plays and making the right decisions game in and game out in those big game situations, period. It's the preseason. Damian Pierce looked really good at running back. That's awesome. Looks explosive. Cool. It's not a bad thing for the Texans, right? That's a, that's a good thing, good sign. Problem is the Houston Texans have one of the worst offensive lines in football. So how's Damian Pierce going to look week one, week two, week three against formidable defenses against the Indianapolis Colts in week one? Marcus Mariota, 92.2 passer rating, according to Pro Football Focus. Nice. Marcus Mariota definitely showed some good things with the Raiders last year, showed some fight. Maybe he's maturing. Who knows? Maybe this is going to be a new Marcus Mariota and the Falcons will not be as, as grotesque as we think. But who gives a shit that he got a 92.2 passer rating according to Pro Football Focus? Who cares? Pro Football Focus, first of all, maybe your data points and the way you measure things is a little bit off. And second of all, again, it's the preseason. Like, why, why are we even sharing that? Chris, Christian McCaffrey does it all, showing blocking in practice. Good. Again, very thin offensive line for the Panthers. Again, very unathletic, unimpressive quarterbacks. Sorry, Baker. Christian McCaffrey, he better be able to do it all. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, nobody wants Christian McCaffrey to play a full season more than me. He's a dynamic kid. He's a great talent. Felt bad for him now two years in a row with his injuries. But, you know, let the hype train begin for the Panthers as they go 0-6. I mean, I, I don't see it. Maybe they win that first game against the Browns. Tua throws three interceptions in practice. How many interceptions did Joe Montana throw in 1983? The answer is we'll never know. And it doesn't fucking matter is the answer. Maybe Tua's trying to push the ball down the field a little bit too. Maybe the wide receiver wasn't on his route. Maybe the defense was extra pumped up in that moment and it was flipped up in the air or, you know, something like that happened. Maybe it was a bad read by Tua and he'll learn and he'll become a lot better from it in the regular season. 
Like what happens in practice does not matter. I mean, yeah, sure. If you're a coach, you want to see effort. You know, you want to see the the team gelling. But that's not for us to assess. Like we can't say Tua throws three interceptions in practice, and now like, for you know, further the narrative that Tua absolutely sucks. I don't trust in Tua, but I know that Tua is going to have a much better setup on offense this year. He's going to have dynamic speed. So, who cares that he threw through? that he threw three interceptions. Fifth round draft pick Sam Howell from the Commanders impresses in his first preseason game. Nice. Sweet, brah. Who cares? Carson Wentz is starting at quarterback, and it's going to take a lot to get him out of there. I know Carson Wentz. There's there's a lot of buzz about how he, he doesn't look great. I mean, not good, you know. Could have predicted that, by the way. but. Again, Sam Howell's playing in the preseason. George Pickens. Now, George Pickens, I liked what I saw too. You know, uh, looks like he can immediately be a, a good wide receiver for the Steelers. But I got to watch out for that one because I think the Steelers are going to be better this year than a lot of people think. So this is a little confirmation bias for me, right? Like when I saw George Pickens, people going crazy about him, I was like, sweet, I knew it. The Steelers are going to be better than people think, blah, blah. But I have to remove that. And I have to tell myself, George Pickens, just did well in the preseason. George Pickens looks good preseason week one. Eh, it doesn't mean much. And, you know, Darnold Dimes, Sam Darnold Dimes in practice, get out of here. LOL. Up to that one. Uh, some takes that matter, though, some things that are, are, like, obviously things that we probably should think about a little bit. And, again, these are more intangibles for me, right? First of all, the Jets absolutely dodged a bullet. Zach Wilson could have been – I thought he tore his ACL – I mean, I tore my ACL, so I was questioning it because he was walking off the field. Um, I don't know. You act just a little differently when you tear your ACL. Uh, so, you know, good to see that, you know, it's just a meniscus tear, which is which is not a small thing, by the way. That can create future ACL tears. Um, but maybe a good lesson for him in the preseason, slow down. But I'll tell you what's not good for the Jets. Now he's getting less reps, right? He's going to come into the regular season ice cold. Flacco is probably going to start on week one. I think they just announced that against the Ravens. Good luck to Flacco in that revamped super. I mean, that's going to be an aggressive defense that the Baltimore Ravens are going to have this year with a ton of talent, a lot less injuries. Um, it's not all a positive thing. That hit on Jalen Hurts was bad. I mean, Sirianni, how 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 pissed off he got in that game. That's something I love to see. You know, I told Steve that, you know, Steve, circle winning partner. He's an Eagles fan. Um, the way Sirianni reacted to that, that's what you want from your coach. And it just made me feel like, hey, the Eagles are a little more bonded, unified than I than maybe some people think. I and mean, this is a second year coach in Sirianni who adjusted during the season last year to Jalen Hurts style. He's clearly all in on Jalen Hurts. So is the whole team. Jalen Hurts, by the way, is a tough son bitch. Gets right back up. So you like seeing that from a team. There's a lot of positives about the Eagles, and now we got some intangibles about the Eagles. It seems like they're going the right way. That's awesome. It's also hard not to see Patrick Mahomes looking like himself, comfortable, flicking balls for touchdowns again. You know, uh, we're hearing reports that Patrick Mahomes is locked in more than usual this year. And I know there's a lot of hype about the you know Chargers and Raiders and 
Broncos. And I've said it before too. I think the KC could take a step back this year just because of some of their, you know, Tyreek Hill's gone. I think their defense is going to be porous. But it's still Mahomes. It's still Kelsey. There's still a lot of talent on that offense, right? It's still Andy Reid scheming things. And if Patrick Mahomes is more locked in than usual, ugh, uh, that's just something to take notice of, right? Um, something just I noticed in general, the Panthers and the Commanders, just like their depth, how they look on the field, their talent, the like organization of the talent, it's not great. It's just not. I, th- I think those are going to be two really bad teams this year. Kenny Pickett, I'll say this. Yeah, it's one preseason game, but this is why it's a little different. This is why I kind of care about this take. Because Kenny Pickett showed poise. And that's the first thing you need to have as a pro quarterback, right? You can't get into that huddle, be shy to be a leader, be shook as soon as that ball snapped, be kind of scrambling, not have your feet. You're not going to be able to see the field. And it makes sense, right, Kenny Pickett? He's played in that stadium his whole college career. He got a great reception there. He's comfortable there. But he's also 24 years old. Like, he's more of an adult than a lot of these players. He's damn sure probably more of an adult than like a Kyler Murray and the, the kind of things that Kyler Murray has showed us. So that's really good. I mean, it's just good for the Steelers to have a guy in there who's going to show some poise. He looked comfortable. He did good. Like he did, he did fine, right? Like he, nothing, none of his passes like thrilled me or like, you know, amazed me or anything, but he did well. And for a Steelers team that, you know, people are, are more down on this year, think that they're not going to get have a winning season for the first time. I mean, that's what Vegas thinks, right? Those win totals are under a winning year, right? They're, they're at like eight and a half. So um, it's a good sign. It's a good sign for the Steelers. It's a good sign that Kenny Pickett that shows poise. Mitch Trubisky is going to show some poise too because he's played in the NFL long enough. Um, so, you know, they, they got some options. And it does further my confirmation bias a little bit. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be just fine. I mean, they're depth on defense, skill players on offense, and now they got some options at quarterback. Well, hey, why can't we play like a college style, switch up the quarterbacks, throw off the other teams? Why not? Long term, that doesn't work for a team, but Tomlin's going to find ways to get wins this year. And so this that checks out as a good thing to me. Uh, just some other quick news. I mean, the fact that the Cowboys have, what, 13, 14 penalties in their game, that's atrocious. I mean, Mike McCarthy, I think most of us, Hopefully, most of us feel by now that he's kind of fake news as a head coach. He's not a high-quality head coach. He struggles in in decision-making during games. We've seen that time and time again. It was part of the reason why the Cowboys collapsed at the end of last season. Like, he's not good at press conferences. He's just kind of bland. He just wants to be one of the boys. And that shows in the field because they make too many mistakes. And if that's the first preseason game you're making that many mistakes – yeah, I'm going to buy that narrative a little bit. Not good. The Giants. Can I bring up the Giants real quick? First two drives looked pretty good. Kenny Galladay might, I don't know. We we might need to try to look for a trade for him or something. I mean, uh, something's off with Kenny Galladay. But I do think that Saquon has a new burst. I like the play calling. Already we saw some creativity from the Giants. Wow, right? Uh, some other takes. I mean, Jordan Love. This is his third year in the NFL, folks. Nothing's impressing me about this kid. The Packers don't have a bright future. So they better hope that Aaron Rodgers is committed and stays healthy. (laughs) And that's all I'm going to say there. Um, All right. I think that wraps it up. But, you know, as far as preseason takes go, take it easy. 
All right, like that's kind of my point to all this, especially week one. Now, week two, we're going to see some starters. Okay, maybe you can have some assessment, some takes, some narratives that come out of the first quarter of play, maybe even the first two quarters if they play their starters in the first half, some of these coaches. Um, But in general, you can't, even if, you know, these exhibition games where we're trying to replicate, duplicate a regular season feel, it's not. Right. The players know that the players aren't going to take an extra jump in the air to try to get a first down. Um, You know, a lot of quarterbacks might just throw away the ball instead of try to force the ball into a really tight spot that a lot of these quarterbacks probably can. Right. Um, A running back just might go out of bounds. You know, if if an offensive lineman blows his assignment. I don't know if he's going to kill himself to get to the guy. He's probably just going to let the other guy try and help him. Maybe the running back, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. Some of these guys are playing for positions, but again, those are the guys that, that probably aren't going to matter week one because they're second and third string. So take what you see in the preseason, take it in, enjoy it. It's football. It's here. But as far as betting goes, what happens in the preseason is rarely going to be baked into those lines. Rarely. They'll, We'll start to see adjustment in, you know, the perception of these teams like after week three, maybe. But even in the first two weeks, like Vegas has already decided, so have handicappers, so have the Sharps, who these teams are. The preseason is not going to change a lot of those notions. All right, so let's talk about defining quarterback profiles. This is something that I do every year. And it just helps me kind of conceptualize and categorize where these quarterbacks fit. Because listen, at the end of the day, there is no more important position in all of football than the quarterback. That's common knowledge now, right? We all know that. But just to emphasize that and stress that, what the quarterback does and who he is is a huge part of what, you know, what's going to make your bet hit, right? Like, is this, is there value in this bet? Can we trust this guy? Can we trust this quarterback? What can we expect from them in these situations, in these games against certain teams, certain times of the year, et cetera? In order to kind of profile, right, like create some kind of psychographic for these quarterbacks, this is what I've done. I've created five different categories, and not every quarterback fits into these categories like a glove. You know, it's not like puzzle pieces for all of them, but at least it starts to give us an idea of what we can expect from these quarterbacks. And before I say this little promo for myself, we're 29 and 11 the last two and a half weeks in our premium picks for plus 21.2 units. Okay. So we're on quite a hot streak. Check me out, DM me, and check me out my premium packages at the Odds Breakers if you're interested in getting those premium picks. Okay. So five categories that I have for my quarterbacks here. The first one is called stiff big throwers, right? It's like the Kerry Collins category. Remember Kerry Collins back in the day, played for the Giants and the Titans. He's like a statue back there, right? But he's five, six, five. He could throw, he could, he was a pretty good, I mean, really good passer at certain points in his career. Pretty precise, big arm, right? That's the reason why he went into the NFL because he's six, five. He could see over everything and he has a big arm, but he's stiff. He's, he wasn't athletic at all. He was slow as hell, right? Ryan Tannehill kind of fits into that category. Flacco, Jared Goff. I would put Kirk Cousins in that category as well. Kirk can make all the throws, but you know, Kirk's not he doesn't want to get hit, right? He doesn't want he doesn't even want to get blitzed. 
Um, but he can make all the throws. Now, you might be thinking, why isn't Tom Brady in this category? There's one that's reserved for him, along with a very select few others. And I think I, you know where I'm going with that. But these stiff, big throwers, listen, if they play against bad defenses or defenses that, that don't have a great pass rush, they can kill you, right? And especially if they have a big mind, high football IQ, these can be very successful quarterbacks because they can make all the throws. Second category, killer athletes with questionable arms. Ooh, controversial, controversial category. Too bad uh, because we have to do this, right? It's not, it's not supposed to be offensive, right? It's not supposed to be something that like, oh my God, you're saying that these quarterbacks can't throw the ball? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying they have very questionable arms. Just look at them, watch them play, look at the stats, et cetera. In this category, I have Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Trey Lance. That's three prime examples, right? Trey Lance has not proved a lot with his arm at all, despite the fact that he just had a perfect passer rating. But he can kill you with his legs. He's a really good athlete, has all the all the physical attributes that you need in a quarterback and an athlete. Jalen Hurts, same way, right? He's like, kind of like a running back out there. The guy is built. He's strong. He's tough. He can run. But can he make all the throws? Is he the most accurate, powerful, precise passer? No, absolutely not. Not even close. And we can't put Tua in this category because he's not a killer athlete. And then, of course, you got Lamar Jackson, who that's the big controversial one, right? Lamar Jackson, oh, my God, how dare you say I get it. Lamar, for me, Lamar is easily a top 10 quarterback in the league. He makes most of his passes. But again, we said it last year and we'll say it this year. When he needs to throw the ball in big game situations, his arm potential, arm talent is very questionable. We've seen it time and time again. Tyler Huntley looked like clearly that he had a better and more precise arm than Lamar when he came and played for the Ravens, in my opinion. Now, does he offer the insane athletic ability and speed that Lamar Jackson offers? No. But that, that's just a category, and we need to be able to do stuff like this and get comfortable doing stuff like this for our understanding and for our bets. Maybe even more controversial is this one, rhythm quarterbacks. So what am I saying here? I'm saying that these quarterbacks need to be in a good offense with good talent, good coaching, and they're even better and more capable, and they can win a lot when they're in rhythm, when there's chemistry on their team, Everything's clicking on offense, formidable offensive line. So nothing about them is that great, but they can make it happen in the right system. Here's who I have in this category. Jameis Winston, right? He he can do it. I mean, Jameis, I mean, you could argue that Jameis could be in some of these other categories as well, but he's a rhythm quarterback. We see him put up five interceptions in some games. We see him put up five touchdowns in other games. He needs more consistency. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz famously, I mean, the game that I always think about with his potential and how good he can be is that game two years ago against the Giants. I think it was Thursday night football because I know that I went out and watched it and it was during the week and then I got COVID, so whatever. But he was playing, you know, his Eagles-Giants. Giants dominated the game. Uh, Wentz did not look good. But in the final 10 minutes of that game, he just completely took over, you know. He just completely took over, found a rhythm, stuck to that rhythm, stuck with what he does well. 
uh, you know, chucked up the ball a few times, probably got lucky a few times. But uh, when things are going well, Carson Wentz can be really good. Tua, same thing. This is why the Miami offense could probably be really effective this year because they're going to try and create rhythm, a lot of speed, right? Moster, Hill, Edmonds, Waddle, a lot of speed on that team. So get Tua in a rhythm, protect him from blitzes, get the ball out there quick, and he's probably going to do really well. Kyler Murray, same thing. I mean, he's a definition of a rhythm quarterback, right? We see how amazing he can be at certain points in the year, and it's usually earlier in the year, probably because there's not a lot of nuance to his game. But as far as pure athlete goes, when he's a rhythm, when he's in rhythm, he can kill you. Right, Baker Mayfield, same thing. Baker Mayfield has had really good games when when his team was playing well, when his offensive line was protecting him, when his wide receivers were getting open and they found a rhythm. Baker's not going to create that on his own. Like that's an aspect of all these quarterbacks. They're not going to create it on their own. Daniel Jones, big example of this. Daniel Jones is a very athletic quarterback. We saw the kind of speed that he can bring when he gets down the field running. But he's kind of in his head, isn't he? So you got to take DJ out of his head. You got to give him a good system, which he has not had since he's been a giant at all. I mean, terrible systems, terrible offensive. Thank you, Jason Garrett and others. Um, But now he might actually have a very creative, formidable offensive attack that he just has to kind of be part of it, right? He can just stay in rhythm. So rhythm quarterbacks, killer athletes with questionable arms and stiff big throwers so far. Okay. How about brains? Brainiac quarterbacks. And this is my defense of Mac Jones. Now we're hearing some controversy about the Patriots right now. Uh, Malcolm Butler just went down. That is not good for them. And we're also hearing that Mac Jones is starting to struggle. We'll see what happens. But one thing we know about Mac Jones hear it all the time. He'll hear Bill Belichick talking about it, and you can see it when he's on the field. What does it feel like when you have a presentation at work and you're really nervous about it? So you study and prepare for that presentation all week. So you know it front to back. You can memorize the entire presentation. When you go up there on the podium, you're going to be really confident, right? Because your preparation is exceptional. That's how Mac Jones runs on the field. That's how he is out there on the field. He knows what's going to happen before the defense does, before guys in his offense do. He has a Tom Brady-like, like brainiac way of approaching the quarterback position. And a lot of times, quarterbacks like Mac Jones kind of have to, right? Not overly athletic, not an overly big arm. You know, pretty damn good uh, short, uh, at least short distance um, accuracy. Down the field, pretty good too, but it's something to work on point is not a lot of physical tangibles and intangibles that are there that could just really you know pop off the screen like mac jones is a pro quarterback no doubt about it Eh, not really but he makes up for it in his preparation and his brains and i always say this and this is my defense of mac jones who would you rather be a quarterback who has insane athletic talent and can run a four five four four 40 yard dash or a quarterback like mac jones who doesn't have a lot of athletic skills, but he is a lot of brains. I'd rather have Mac Jones. Why? Because guess who else runs four fours and four fives now and four sixes now? Linebackers, cornerbacks, safeties. I mean, some of these defensive ends are quicker than like wide receivers, it looks like. 
Like it doesn't, you know, Lamar Jackson is a great example of that, right? His speed is exceptional. Even in the NFL, it stands out. Kyler Murray too. But you got, we're talking about world-class athletes surrounding you out there. You're going to get pummeled eventually. But what you can do is you can understand football, offense and defense deeper than other NFL football players. Not a lot of guys are going to have the same prep of Mac Jones. Not a lot of quarterbacks are going to have the same prep. And that's going to let him win games, right? I mean, that's going to, I should say, that's going to enable him to win games because he sees the field better than others. So I'd rather have a quarterback who's really well-prepared than one that jumps off the screen with like athleticism. Look at Peyton Manning, right? He, did, he didn't have a lot of the physical tangibles and intangibles either. And finally, the most obvious category, right? The superstars. And what makes a superstar a superstar? This is Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, although Aaron Rodgers is questionable at times. But Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, I put him in there. You know, Ben Roethlisberger in his prime. Superstar quarterbacks. The one thing about a superstar quarterback to me that stands out more than anything else is that a true superstar quarterback, a true franchise superstar quarterback can completely change the game, control the game as soon as they decide to, right? We've seen that a thousand times from Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. We've seen, and and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are doing that more and more. And we've seen it from Matthew Stafford when he was on bad teams, okay? These are, are quarterbacks who cannot be stopped in those big game situations, right? In the final 230, who would you rather have than these guys? If you need to force a ball downfield, if you have a big third down conversion or maybe a fourth down and five, you're going to trust that your guy is going to find someone on the field. Who are you going to trust? Baker Mayfield or Patrick Mahomes, right? There's just an obvious difference. And of course, the output is a part of it. The talent is a part of it. All these guys can do it all. They can scramble. They know how to move in the pocket, right? Like even if they're not that athletic, like a Tom Brady, who's obviously a superstar quarterback, he's the GOAT. You know, Tom Brady is not going to run down the field and beat anybody, but he moves around in the pocket beautifully. It's a dance to him, right? Russell Wilson, same thing. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, under pressure in big game situations, brains, athleticism, the arm talent, it's all there. It's all there. That's what makes a superstar quarterback. They will take over the game. Those other guys, rhythm quarterbacks, depends. Mac Jones even, depends. Might need a physical attribute that he doesn't have. Is killer athletes with questionable arms certainly depends because are they going to be able to make those big throws in those big game situations? Stiff big throwers like Ryan Tannehill, Flacco, Golf, are they going to be able to get out of the way? Are they going to be able to survive in the pocket? I don't know, but these superstars can do it all. That's why they're superstars. And you know, there's still a lot of guys we're still figuring out, right? Joe Burrow, borderline superstar now. Trevor Lawrence, certainly superstar potential. I mean, Derek Carr is kind of a combination. I would say he's more rhythm than anything else, but he's a tougher one to figure out. So this isn't like, you know, I'm not going to sell this, right? And like, you know, try to uh, try to put a trademark on these on these profiles and categories. But the point is, you put quarterbacks in some kind of category so that you understand what to expect from them, right? If if Kyler Murray or Tua or Jalen Hurts or Trey Lance. You know, if these guys are going up against the Joe Burrow even or Mahomes or a Russell Wilson, there's an obvious intangible there that's going to change. 
if the game shifts and if we think the game could shift because of some superior defense or motivation or a bad spot, we can count on those superstars way more than we can on those rhythm quarterbacks. Although there are situations, right, where those rhythm quarterbacks or brainiacs or killer athletes could really expose another team, right? And you got to find those situations too. But again, the most important player on the field, this helps us encapsulate what they're capable of on any given Sunday. All right, I think I went a little bit over my 30-minute window, but trying to package this as tight as we could. Check us out, the Odds Breakers, and at the 33rd team, we are rolling hot in premium picks right now. Follow me at Farley Bets across all social media. Thank you all so much for listening. I love you all. Can't wait for this NFL season to start. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's win. There's some damn money.